0: You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to Now Hear This. I'm your host, Chris Spangle. Now Hear This is a conversation with leaders in Indianapolis that are working to improve the lives of Hoosiers. Our goal is to empower you to join in their work and make a difference while informing you about the unseen aspects of life in Indiana. If you miss an episode, you can listen via podcast at nowhearthisindie.com. We have a repeat guest Today, we have uh, only had one other repeat guest, uh, but Chris Gray from the Indiana Council on Problem Gambling. You were one of my first guests, uh, maybe the first. No, Rupert was the first guest that I had, and so I was still very nervous in doing this show nearly 60 shows ago, one year ago, almost today. And so thank you for coming back. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: And every March, we like to check in with Chris over at the Indiana Council on Problem Gaming as March is Problem Gambling Month, and you can probably guess why March is picked, but we'll talk a little bit about that. And their website is indianaproblemgambling.org, and they have a text line. If you have an issue or would like to discuss problem gambling, you can text INGAMB to 53342, and we'll put that in the show notes of the podcast at now hear this indie.com. Chris, thank you so much for joining me. Why don't we start with the Indiana Council on Problem Gaming? Tell us a little bit about it.
1: Well, the council basically is a resource group and so we on our website, we have all kinds of information for people who think they have a problem with gambling, such as a link to the GA meetings. We have a list of providers. That you can um, you can click on to see if there is a provider in your area. However, one nice thing about COVID that has come out, a lot of this is now online. So you don't even uh, before sometimes people would drive two hours just to go see a therapist or go to a GA meeting, and now a lot of it uh, you can do virtually, which is which is really nice for a lot of people. And so we we have that, and we have a lot of information about what problem gambling is, how to to see if you think you have a problem. We also have uh, other sites that you can visit for more information. Plus, we also have information for family and friends of the problem gambler, because that's usually who your support group is when you're going through recovery. And so they also need help. They need to learn how to not be enablers. And so there's the gamanon link there as well as they are more than welcome to talk to the therapists as well.
0: So you mentioned that people go, you know, miles and miles and hours sometimes to see a therapist when it comes to problem gambling. It's it's much clearer when somebody has an addiction to drugs. There's a physical aspect to that. Uh, you know, with problem gambling, the signs, in my mind, you tell me if I'm correct or not, it, it probably is a little more subtle. So what are some signs for those listening, you know, maybe they're – Wondering, do I have an issue with this or does my loved one have an issue with this? What are some signs that somebody may be tiptoeing into a or may have a full fledged problem with gambling?
1: Well, some of the signs are they have um, they, they think about gambling all the time, gambling or gaming all the time. And then it can it, you, there are some physical signs. They get moody. Uh, they may get more isolated. They will not be honest about how much they're spending. They, they'll tell you their winnings. They never tell you their losses. Um, and they and they will lie about how much they're spending on gambling or how much time they're spending gaming. There's also they they miss. Um, they'll miss special events and. Um, their relationships will suffer with others. So, you know, if somebody doesn't make the birthday parties or the planned dinners or, you know, a special day, um, that could be a sign. And so there, there are a number of, of signs, but yes, it is more subtle simply because with like an alcohol or a drug problem, um, you know, you, you see more physical signs.
0: I would think too, you know, with it being on the phone now being with, with uh, you know, the sports betting being so prevalent online, little mind tugs towards the phone, or you see somebody that you love just checking their phone all the time, really constantly refreshing that app.
1: Yes. Yes. Or they're on their, on their laptop or computer constantly checking, checking to see, um, you know, the, the outcome of games or what the spread is, that kind of thing.
0: Yes. And, and I would also, I mean, social media, a little bit addicting, but you you and I have talked last year about video games, especially the, the online video games with phones can be sometimes, I admitted my problem with Kingdom Rush. Um, you know, the, those loot boxes can sometimes be addicting too, can they not? And they fall under problem gambling that sometimes people need help with.
1: Uh, yes, they can. And it has not, the loot boxes and skins, but they, the other thing is skins. Uh, they have not been, in the, in the United States, prior to the, the pandemic, they were starting to look at these, um, these issues, both in the United States and here in Indiana. Uh, there are two countries, Belgium and the Netherlands, have banned actually banned the um, loot boxes and skins. And some other countries have been looking at regulating the loot boxes and skins. Even though they tell you that they have no value, you're still paying money to have access to these, these things. So let's
0: talk about sports betting because when we talked last year, it was just it was fairly new. I think it had just kind of been passed and was getting started. And I've got to tell you, I've, I mean, I'm in a group chat with a bunch of guys and there is probably not a day that goes by recently where they're not showing me, uh, you know, posting a screenshot of their wins. Uh, you and maybe you can tell the story on air if you're comfortable, but you told me something about the Indiana Gambling Helpline, which is 800 994 8448 that may be a little signal that sports betting on apps is becoming a a really prevalent thing. How concerned are you about that?
1: Well, um, in Indiana, even during the pandemic for uh, I think it was the last half of March and all of April last year, they were not allowed. Of course, the sports was not going on. They, they pretty much shut everything down. However, there was still betting going on in Indiana. And while the sports betting numbers went down, they it still was occurring. And the interesting thing is, if you read the rules for um, for Indiana, they do allow special events and one of the special events and i can't remember if it was the emmys or the oscars but people were allowed to bet on that that that, that, that event in indiana last year so uh, it never completely stopped and then of course once the sports came came back on um, the the betting you know the amount bet went up and as far as the Super Bowl, I don't think they have total numbers yet, but the American Gaming Association estimated that 23.2 million people would wager on the Super Bowl and that around 4 billion would be uh, wagers would be placed on the Super Bowl.
0: Do we have any idea of, <laughs> out, out of that? 22 million people. I mean, is there any kind of insight into how many of those people may experience some level of addiction to this?
1: Well, the National Council on Problem Gambling, um, they, they have come up with 1% will um, is considered very problematic. And those are the people that pretty much um, spend everything those are the ones that lose their houses. Will lose, you know. Um, will have problems with relationships. They'll they'll be spending all their money. They'll be asking people to. Um, they'll be asking for loans from people to continue to bet. That's one percent of the population. There's another two um, to four percent of the population that has issues in a couple of areas but not every single area and so but but with those people any any kind of event or something that might occur in their life could tip them over into the one percent so that those are the numbers that the National Council has come up with. the issue with Indiana is that a survey has never been, Asked for, or it's it's never been looked at by the state of Indiana. So yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, since I was, I mean, I'm 37. So when I was a kid, there wasn't a lottery, (laughs) and then then the riverboats opened up, and now there's sports booking. You know, not you know, you have the the horse tracks too. I mean, there's been a large expansion of gambling. So you said there hasn't been any studies. I mean, do we have any idea of the the impact that gambling addiction has in the past thirty years of as we have expanded gambling?
1: I think that, um, and this was way before my time. Somewhere in the early two thousands, there was some type of survey done, but I'm not quite sure what it was. And please don't forget charity gaming. Yeah, because people can have an issue with with. Um, bingo or playing any of the the things that occur at charity events. But but since that early survey, and it was really in the early 2000s, nothing has been looked at. And uh, Indiana continues to legalize different types of sporting or different types of gambling, uh, types of gambling, and yet they still... Uh, don't wanna, they don't look into how it's affecting, you know, what, what kind of numbers we have out there. They, a survey has never been asked for. and the, And the people who do have this issue, a lot of them are hesitant to come forward simply because they don't think they have a problem. They don't think of it as a disease there and um, some cultures it's very difficult to come forward and say you have a problem with gambling so the stigmatism surrounding problem gambling there we first have to break through that we have to make people aware of the fact that this is an issue and that it is a disease so there's a lot that we still need to there's still a lot of barriers we have to break through even after 25 years of gambling of some sort
0: so what is the solution i mean (laughs) is it starting with youth and and maybe taking a look at you know ncaa is headquartered here i mean have you made any inroads into talking to a lot of folks who are focused on sports and i would imagine that's high school and college athletes
1: Yes, I have made contact with them. And hopefully this Hi, year honey. we are going to be having a one-day seminar to talk to the coaches and athletic directors of colleges and high schools. And we will also be, um, I'm also going to try to get in, I'm in contact or going to be in contact with them regarding this whole March Madness and hopefully getting out um the helpline number, as well as the text number.
0: Well, that's great. I look forward to that. So f- final thoughts here, final question. I mean, what steps, if somebody is experiencing some of the warning signs or they see a loved one experiencing some of the warning signs, what are some of those first steps that people ought to take?
1: Well, the first step they ought they need to take is to Uh, call the 800 number and get and talk to somebody about your issue. So that would be the first step because initially you need to, we need to be in contact with that person to give them the, the tools that they need to start their process of recovery. So if they talk, if they call the 800 number, they can get in touch with the therapist, and, and also go online to try to, to um, get to a GA meeting. Even if it's not a, a local GA meeting here in Indiana, I think there's a national GA meeting you can get to virtually. So start participating in the GA meetings. GA is not for everyone. I get that. It's just like any other 12-step program. It's not for everybody. But I encourage you to try it to see if it's something that that you think will help you. And second of all, get in touch with a therapist to talk to them and, and get started on your road to recovery. And, and finally, talk to a friend or a spouse about, you know, also getting help or, or learning a little bit more about this so that they can be supportive.
0: Chris Gray of the Indiana Council on Problem Gambling. Again, their website is indianaproblemgambling.org. And the gambling helpline is 800-994-8448. And you can text INGAMB to 53342 to get help in case you or a loved one has an issue. Chris, Chris thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to Now Hear This. I'm your host, Chris Spangle. If you missed any portion of our program, you can listen on our website, nowhearthisindie.com. If you'd like to have your organization featured on the show, please email Gabby at nowhearthisindy at iheartmedia.com. Thanks for listening, and we will be back again next weekend with Now Hear This. Listeners to the We Are Libertarians podcast network know that I love podcasting and new media as much as I love libertarianism. I am starting a new podcast called Podcasting and Platforms, which you can find at podcastingandplatforms.com or look in your podcast app for Podcasting and Platforms with Chris Spangle and subscribe today because I'm going to walk you through the building of that new podcast of this new brand. Now imagine if you could go back and sit next to me from 2012 through this past decade as I've built the We Are Libertarians podcast network. That's what I'm going to do there. And so if you've ever thought about starting a podcast, if you're pod curious, then please go check it out. So if you've ever had anything that you're nerdy about, something that your spouse and family are tired of hearing about... That's the thing you ought to podcast about, and I'm here to help you. So go check it out, podcastingandplatforms.com, and sign up for our email list and subscribe to the podcast.